Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is you join us. This is the Tulsa World Scene podcast. Um, and um, we, uh, we, we hope you're hungry because we're going to, and if you're not, you'll probably be before the end of this is over. So, but we'll, anyway, um, I'm here with uh, my colleagues, Jimmy Trammell and Grace Wood. And uh, one of the things that uh, uh, it, 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 we have discovered that whenever we talk about anything to do with food, uh, people seem to respond uh, uh, with, with alacrity. And I understand. I mean, I, I have been eating all my life. Um, so it's like we all have to eat or something. I don't exactly, know. What to do. exactly. <laughs> so. Um, one of the things that, that 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 was brought up is that there's always last week we talked about um, places that you know most people may not go to that they should, uh, and so this this uh, this time we're going to talk about places that you should have gone but now can't um, uh, because restaurant the restaurant business is volatile regardless of 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 the of the economy. Um, but um, there have been a lot of uh, famous places that you know you think how could that how could that have fallen by the wayside? But they have. So um, Grace, we'll start with you. You'll, you'll, you, you your, your memory may not go back quite as far as ours, but I'm sure there are wonderful things that you that you recall. Yeah, um, the first place that came to mind was the Celebrity Club. Did you guys ever go there? Yes, sure. I used to love that place. They had the best fried chicken and biscuits and their table side Caesar salad was so good. And they just had the best service. And just one of those places where the people who worked there had been there forever. So you always saw the same people every time you came back. And I would always go there. Me and my um, older brothers would do like a sibling dinner there every year for the holidays. So I was so sad when they closed. I think they closed like maybe last year or the year before that. but. Yeah, definitely really miss that place. And then the other place that I thought of was Casa Bonita. Did you guys ever go there? Oh, good heavens. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think they closed like 11 or 12 years ago, but it's just so nostalgic because I would always go there on like little dates with my dad when I was little. And it was just so fun to go inside there. It was just decorated and laid out in such a cool way, very like kind of authentically decorated it was so fun and then they had the great like sopapillas with honey and stuff like that so that's one place I wish was still around just for the nostalgia factor what about well, you guys? I, I I I can't remember now if there, there there was one in the in Colorado and I think it now has closed I'm not quite sure mm -hmm. um but I uh, allow me to date myself even more I remember when it opened. Really? Yes, <laughs> when remember. did it open? It had to be in the early, it was the early 70s um, because my family came here in 71. Um, and uh, we remember watching it being built and wondering what in the world is this going to be? <laughs> and 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 the thing the thing that I remember is is on the front of it that had the word Casas Casa and Benita and there was a little shield like emblem between the two things and when it opened that shield had on it all you can eat a dollar sixty nine 
Oh my gosh. And um, that was the cost of, I believe they called it the deluxe dinner. Mm-hmm. And and it just seemed, you know, to a you know 12 year old kid who um, didn't get out much of, of quite the magical place. You know, you, you tell somebody at the end of this aisle what you want and um, you go down the the way and 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 somebody slings the thing at you when it's done and it's um so yeah it was it was it was it was quite 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 the thing and what a lot of people don't may not know is that taco bueno is an offshoot of casamani if i if i remember correctly they were linked at one point um and I remember design similarity for sure. There is definitely that, and and I, I remember I, <clears throat> I remember when that first opened, um, and every item that they had, there were only like about seven, uh, was twenty nine cents. So, and the first one was on twenty first in Sheridan, and it's now closed. Uh, but that was that was the very first Taco Bueno in Tulsa. So, okay, both of you guys uh, have. All of us have experience there at Casa Bonita. Memory is funny. Was it good where our memory is saying it's better than it was because there is some magic to raising a flag at a table and they bring you more? Was it good or the memory is better than it was? Um, I think it was probably okay. And I think just the ambiance and that experience of raising the flag and everything definitely added to the experience. They used to have, they they used to run ads for the place uh, with Ricardo Montalban from Fantasy Island and Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. And there would be this guy in a, in a chef's outfit, you know, holding the plate and everything was pristine and, and, and like, and, 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 you know, speaking Spanish, you know, it is, the plate is, you know, is, 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 is heated to 600 degrees. Si senor, he would respond. And, and, and I remember watching these and, and, and then you go to see it and it's, <laughs> it, in retrospect, and in, and 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 in, and in, in all honesty, no, it was not good. It was fine, but uh, but it was it was more the experience I think that made yeah. it. Uh, it was fun just to pick the room you were going to eat in. Exactly, exactly. Now another sister uh, place that is also gone, unfortunately, was Crystal's Pizza. Um, now that was good. And not just simply because you could uh, uh, make and 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 accessorize your own ice cream sundae. I mean, the pizza itself was—I remember it being quite good. So they put so many pepperonis on the pizza, you couldn't see the pizza. All you saw was pepperoni. Grace, it may have closed before you your time, but it was just down the in the same shopping center as Casa Bonita. It was it was a magic area, and that you had. Uh, Casa Bonita, Crystals, Starbase 21 comic store, and a wig shop all in the same place. Wow. <laughs> a one-stop shop. For, pretty um, much for, 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 for a wild night in Tulsa in the mid-70s, yeah, that would probably, <laughs> that would probably suffice. So, 
Um, anyway, the sad thing is this this that area is my neighborhood then and now. So anyway, uh, well, Jimmy, how how about you? What 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 restaurants uh, that were a part of Tulsa that are not that that you love that are not a part of Tulsa anymore? Well, it's funny. I had uh, Crystals and Casamita on my list. We've already already covered those. My favorite restaurant of all time that I miss that's not here anymore is not outback the chain it's charlie mitchell's outback sports cafe it was just off the highway uh and uh the gimmick was every table had its own television you could watch whatever you wanted while you ate big boxing ring in the middle of the dining room uh there was a basketball hoop shoot there was a sand volleyball court the food was good i hate nachos where you order the nachos and it's six chips in a circle with some cheese on it. Like, no, give me the big pile of mm -hmm. chips. And they were good about giving you the big pile of nachos. I, I truly miss Charlie Mitchell's Outback Sports Cafe. And then uh, the only other one I might mention is uh, uh, probably more nostalgia than anything. When I was young, a big deal was to go to Heritage House, the uh, buffet, a memorial, right. Heritage House for Smorgasbord. And uh, I'm I'm sure it was like every other buffet in the universe, but in my mind, as a kid, it was big time stuff. Yeah, that that is now a uh, it was on Memorial between 41st and 31st. It's now, I believe, a uh, Honda motorcycle or ha Harley Davidson. I'm sorry, Harley Davidson, Davidson yeah. motorcycle thing. Yeah, that was um, I remember I remember going there going there a lot. Um, I have too many to 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 to, 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 to mention, but the one that one that always comes to mind first is a place called Diamond Jack's um, sandwich shop. Um, started out at in in the Country Club Plaza at Fifty First and Harvard, and had a number of locations around there before it moved out to seventy first the Seventy First in Yale area in what is now uh the mcnelly's down south it, that was their last location um this was it's it started out as basically a neighborhood bar um and somebody asked for uh a reuben sandwich and no one knew how to make it so they learned and made their own version of it and it everything took off from there um I used to work in a retail shop around the corner from the original restaurant, was introduced to it on my first day at work. And for the 19 or so months that I worked at that store, I ate there every day. It was, it, it was, they had their, it was, it was marvelous. Um, it closed in, it's been 10 years. It closed in 2012. Um, uh, the, the the owners at the time, uh, Larry and Nancy Zankel, uh, Larry passed away uh, rather suddenly, and uh, Nancy kept going for about a year, and then decided she was just going to close it down. Um, so that's that that that's been that's been that's been gone a while. And uh, the other one that I that I miss, and this is maybe as much nostalgia as anything else, is Pennington's Drive-In. It used to be the hot spot on 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 Peoria, about thirty sixth, I think. And uh, it was it was you know 
the 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 epitome of the of the drive-in restaurant. Uh, you could get everything from fried chicken dinners and shrimp dinners to uh, their signature whiz burger. Gotta have the whiz burger, but uh, so uh, yeah, and you know, but when you when you you know, there's so much out there, and what I and the one that I really miss because. And it, I don't, it, it's to the point where I'm almost thinking that it never did exist, that I just imagined it, because I've never come across anybody who, who has remembered this. It was at 15th and Memorial, and it was a little shop called Tasty Chick, and they did fried chicken. Came out this deep mahogany brown. I mean, it was the darkest fried chicken. You thought it was burned, but it was marvelous. And it was also the first place I encountered um, potato wedges in the chicken batter deep fried. They called them oaky taters. Turns out this was founded by a guy who sold a device to Kentucky Fried Chicken to help them batter chicken faster. Hmm. And he made millions from that and tried to start his own chicken restaurant. I think this was the only outlet we ever had. It wow. was fantastic wow. and it was it it after we moved here i think in like within three or four years it, it shut down so and it just so happens that when we thought about this i remembered that there is a book Let's see if i can get this there we go uh, lost restaurants in tulsa by uh reese Mar reese martin um and he he goes back years and years and years every just about every restaurant although he doesn't include tasty check I've, I've talked to him about that, but he mentions Charlie Mitchell's. Uh, he mentions Pennington's. He mentions Casa Bonita and Crystal's and um, the Pagoda and I mean, all, all sorts of stuff. So uh, something to check out at um, uh, a number of local establishments. I believe Decapolis uh, carries it and there's some other places you can find it. It's, it's, it's entertaining and uh, and and quite quite an enjoyably nostalgic read. So no love for Burger Chef and Jeff. I mean, poor Burger Chef. I mean, nobody's, <laughs> is shedding a tear for Burger Chef. I preferred that to McDonald's. Hmm. I, I mean, they were they were of uh, 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 the fast food burgers. I preferred them to McDonald's, but, but naturally, you know, apparently, if I like something, it'll shudder. So, <laughs> but anyway, so. Um, Let's uh, let, let, let's talk about what people might might find in in, in upcoming issues of the Tulsa World uh, this weekend. Uh, Grace, what have you got? Uh, what have you got lined up for this week? Yeah, so for this weekend, I have a story about um, a local couple named Nick and Olivia Stoffel. Um, they are self-taught DIY home improvement experts and. Um, they really document every step of their home improvement process and share it on social media so that people can kind of learn how to do it themselves. And um, they just kind of inspire people in that way. And they've gained a huge following on TikTok and Instagram. So um, yeah, they're doing really cool stuff. So I interviewed them about just their life together and how they learned how to do everything. Um, and that'll come out this Saturday. So I always, I always ad admire uh, couples that are able to do uh, such things together because I, I in, in in the few times that my late wife and I tried to do it ourselves I, I realized that the uh, the marriage vows should actually include you know in sickness and in health in love and home improvement <laughs> but, um, 
Um, but anyway, so good for them. Let's hope. Let's hope that all goes well. Uh, Jimmy, what have you got got for us? Tickets go on sale Friday for one of the bigger concert events of the of next year, and that's uh, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Alice Cooper at TU's football stadium, Chapman Stadium. Uh, and it's unique enough, the first concert there in 33 years since New Kids on the Block in 1990, first major concert event, I should say, uh, that I thought, you know, let's get in. How did this happen? Who's the hero here? And turns out a former Tolson, uh, someone who lived here, played a big role in making this happen. So uh, Friday, we'll get into that backstory of how this concert came about. And then, yeah, yeah is, go ahead. I'm sorry. This I'm not, I'm, I must be going to. This is at the the, the football stadium or football is it, stadium outdoors. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. I know you were one of those forty-two thousand at the New Kids on the Block concert in nineteen ninety. <laughs> Sure. Um, just curious for, for, for this uh, uh, tour coming up, is it officially the Lock Up Your Grandmother's Tour or um, anyway? What's well, funny, those those new kids who played in 1990 now are old enough to be grandparents. So That's true. Uh, I mean, That's true. Start doing the math on that deal. Uh, yeah, we don't, yeah, we probably better draw a veil about uh, over that, gentle readers. So uh, uh, anything else coming up? Sunday, if you're familiar with Voices of Oklahoma, the great oral, oral history project helmed by John Erling, uh, then we've got something that's going to interest you about a new book project linked to Voices of Oklahoma in Sunday's newspaper. Okay. Well, it's going to be a very bookish Sunday because I interviewed the author of this book called Miles to Go. Uh, name is uh, Brennan Matthews. Um, he and his family moved... Uh, from uh, their native Kenya to Canada. And um, one of the first things they decided to do to sort of, they were, they had all been fascinated by uh, American culture, uh, but Toronto, or I think it's Toronto where they were, uh, where the job was, they decided before really settling down, they were going to take a tour down Route 66 and they were going, it's going to be like a three-month odyssey going and stopping everywhere. Mm. And this is a um, a chronicle of, of, of that journey. And it, it's interesting because, um, you know, they are, they were, they had heard of, of Route 66, but knew really nothing about it. They knew very, a very small portion of the United States itself. And so it 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 becomes kind of a voyage of their own discovery of uh, of the country, and as a result of that first trip, they founded uh, what is now a uh, international magazine on Route 66. That's now in I believe it's sixth year. So um, we'll be talking with him about that and uh, that experience this Sunday in the Tulsa world, available at fine newsstands everywhere and online at tulsaworld.com. Well, if you've put up with us for this long, we thank you for, for being with us, and we will talk with you again at a later date. Be well and be safe. Thank you. Bye.